Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with our study of David, we're picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Uh, Pray in Everything Part 2. We had part one last week and you can listen to that wherever you're listening to this podcast but this is part two of it and we'll be dealing with praying about the obvious i'm going to read first samuel 30 uh, verse 6 and verse 8 for reference as to what we'll be covering today and it reads as follows and david was greatly distressed for the people's sake I'm sorry for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God verse 8 David inquired at the Lord saying shall I pursue after this troop shall I overtake them and he answered him pursue for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all I posed a question through my social media channels asking if someone burglarized your home stole everything burned your house to the ground and kidnapped your family would you pray before you did anything I mean, because really, for me, it seems to be a no-brainer. This happened. I'm a man. As a man, I'm supposed to protect my household and my family. And I would feel less than a man if I didn't go and try to do something to get them back. Whether I died doing it or not, it didn't matter. As a man, it's like, look, I got to get up and go and do something. But David stopped and prayed before he did it which is a perfect example as to why the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that appears to be right, but it, but in the end, it leads to death. So often there are things that we want to do things that seem obvious to do because of the situations and the circumstances that are ahead of you it's just like look yeah this this has to happen there's no question this has to happen but there's a way that seems right but the end is death which is why it's so important to pray about everything that you do everything that you're engaging in to ensure that this is what God's will is for you it may be a good thing it may even be a God thing but it may not be God's thing for you Paul says all things are lawful but not all but all things are not expedient which means yeah it's lawful for me to do but it may not be the best thing for me to do and likewise with us there are so many things that we can do that are at our fingertips that are lawful 
but it doesn't mean that that's what God's will is for you. Even if it seems obvious that that's what you should do without God's information, or I should say without his direction, you are not going to do it. David had some biblical reference regarding this. You look at the children of Israel after they defeated Jericho. The next city they went to was Ai, which the name itself means corruption. It was a small city. They sent some spies to look at the city. It was like, yeah, this little city, we'll just take a portion of the troops. We'll defeat it. No need in sending everyone. But they didn't pray. They didn't pray and seek God the way they did when they went into Jericho. They didn't ask the Lord for direction on how to go about doing things. And had they done that, Joshua may have been made aware of the fact that there was sin in the camp. That Achan sinned and did what God said not to do and may have been made aware of, look, you need to get this out the camp before you go any further because you won't have success as long as you have sin in the camp Mm, my god that's that's important and that's rich and so often again even with these good things and these god things i mean god told them that they were going to have this land of milk and honey that he would be with them and he would fight on their behalf so am i supposed to go yeah yeah they were supposed to go but you can't have your cake and eat it too You can't sin and have God with you and fighting on your behalf. That sin has to come out. You have to repent for those things. And sometimes we just can't see the wrong that we've done because we're in the middle of it. And we may feel that what's going on is right. We may feel that we have every just cause to do or take whatever action that we're taking due to the circumstances and the situations and the word that God has given us in the past. But it's so important that we seek him in everything that we do so we know just how to go about doing what God says to do and doing what's needed to be done to obtain what he has promised us. So often we fall short in that part of things and and my mind goes to Jeroboam who when the Lord told him that he was splitting Israel and that Judah and Benjamin would serve David because of the promise that he gave to to David and to David's lineage but that the other 10 would follow him gave him kind of one rule kind of back to the same thing that he gave to Adam and Eve in the garden gave him one thing and he didn't do that one thing instead of seeking God he got scared came up with something on his own as a means of keeping the people from going to Judah and possibly returning to the rule of David's lineage created an idol and became synonymous with what not to do as a king of Israel all of the bad kings in the lineage of Israel many of them especially when it comes to idolatry it mentions that they followed the ways of Jeroboam God gave him instructions 
he gave him the way to do it but it is up to us to do it it doesn't do us any good to get direction from God and go the opposite way whatever he says we need to do we need to be both hearers and doers of his word and we need to seek him in everything because as proverbs eleven fourteen says where no counsel is the people fall but in a multitude of counselors there is safety what better counsel than the one who knows the beginning from the end in the case of ai israel forgot who was in control they forgot how they got the victory at jericho it was through god's direction and their obedience again hearing and doing the word don't take for granted god's love and the abilities that he has given you as a license to do whatever you believe to be correct you got to know that you know that what you're doing is what he would have for you to do because if you don't and if what you're doing is not what he has for you to do you got destruction and all kinds of headaches and heartaches to come and David could not risk that the men had cried until they were exhausted as a matter of fact if you go further into chapter 30 you'll see that after they got a couple miles away from Ziklag a third of them could not cross a brook of water and had to stay behind we'll talk about that more next week David knew that he had to have God's direction in order to have success now the Bible doesn't say specifically if he prayed before going out to fight and this being David going out to fight against Israel with the Philistines which is where they were when Ziklag got raided by the Amalekites they were on their way back when all this happened and I'm sure that well let me not say this because I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth I know if I were a part of David's band of fighters if I was a part of David's company of warriors my mind would have thought about the fact that hey we are going to fight our brothers with our sworn enemy I mean uh, don't get me wrong Achish has been good to us we have Ziklag because he gave that to you as a place for us to stay you know so I, I, I you know hey I, I get it but this just seems wrong and probably would have thought that what happened to them happened because of the fact that they were going off to fight against God's chosen people again the Bible does not say whether David prayed or not if you read in chapter 29 first couple of verses it talks about uh, their conversation David and Achish's conversation doesn't seem like it but we don't know but what David knew going forward in this case was that he needed to seek God's face and do what it was that he said David didn't know what way to go I mean he, he didn't know where the Raiders came from, which direction they went in, none of that information. He didn't know if the loved ones that he was going to get in his uh, possessions and things would even still be around. It could have been an exercise in futility. Just like David, we need to know what to do, especially when it looks obvious. When it seems like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do going through 
you know, all this dealing with this. Yep, this is the direction I'm supposed to go. This is what I need to do in order to turn things around. Seek God. Not man, seek God. Seek him in everything. Get in his word and let him give his word and speak to you through his word. Psalms 119 tells us that his word is forever settled in heaven, meaning that it is there standing upright, established, firm, unchanging. The word is like standing there looking at him saying, you said that I was going to happen. You said that I was going to come to pass. His word will not return to him void. So if you're seeking his face and you're getting his word, you know that you're getting something that you can take to the bank. You're getting something that's rock solid. You're getting something that will come to pass because his word always comes to pass. This is another reason why when you're praying, it's good to pray using the word of God because you're using something that is firmly established, something that you can depend on. The Bible tells us that we are to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he'll direct our path. To acknowledge him means to be intimate with him, to be so close with him and so wrapped up and intertwined with him that it's hard to tell where he stops and you begin that word acknowledge is the same word that was used in Genesis when it said Adam knew Eve that's the kind of intimacy God is looking for us to have with him so that he can direct our paths don't pick and choose when you need his direction instead approach life Like the old song says, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. We need to come to God about and in and for everything. Let me leave this last scripture with you. Luke 1, or I should say Luke 18, 1 tells us that men ought always pray and never faint. We're supposed to be praying at all times and praying in everything. So pray in everything and pray about and for everything that you engage in so that you know you're in his will. Selah, pause and think about this. Next week, we'll have part three of pray in everything. We're going to look at how David prayed. Until then, God bless keep it together.